0: Ah, welcome, welcome. Now, what were we talking about? Oh, that old thing from the box, of course. And where were we exactly? Kirk, Kato, and Corin have just fought off the T Rex? No, wait. They chased down that mysterious spacesuit. Oh, we already talked about that too, huh? Oh, what about investigating the various people in the lab? Still, no. You know, I do share these stories with many of my customers, and it's hard to remember exactly where one leaves off and the other picks up. Let's see, oh, you say the devourer. Oh, of course. Well, they finally dealt with that fun situation and the three eggs in it have just sped off. Now the crew is left to figure out what to make of this whole kerfuffle, yes? The Keys to the Universe, a Dubious Histories podcast. Season three. Episode 16, Spindle Stop.
1: Hey, friends, it's me, Alex. This is our DHHQ segment for uh, this episode. Sorry about the late drop, uh, we just had a little bit of life catching up with us. And uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy the episode. It was tons of fun to record. And don't forget, you're awesome. So our scene opens back up on the space vortex. We have Katsu, Korin, and Gurk uh, flanked by Tavin and Storm who are floating along in a swirling vortex of red, green, blue, and purple light. You've just had a conversation with three individuals who've come up on an odd disc, and um, you all kind of know various things about that. So um, after they leave, you have a couple minutes as you are heading downstream, wherever you're leading to um what are you guys talking about what are you guys thinking about um this is honestly kind of like the first time you guys have had to have like really um kind of like debrief a little bit since you got into this vortex at all so i don't know if you want to start by kind of like getting on the same page with the uh three individuals because you all kind of learned different stuff about that but just wanted to give you guys some time to kind of talk in character about what's been going on what you're thinking getting your brains a little bit what are your character's thinking
2: I think Katu is just still trying to keep a lookout for any other intruders. I mean, it's been intruder after intruder so far with the basilisk or the giant snake thing. And then the, the creature that we fought, whether it be the same thing or not. And then now the, the three figures on the disc. So he's just trying to keep on, keep his eyes peeled, peeled for the next group <laughs> Cool. Why don't you
1: make an awareness check? Nine. All right. With a nine, you don't see anything coming up.
2: That dot is hard to see.
1: (laughs) You feel like being alert isn't a horrible idea, but don't really see anything at this point.
3: Okay. Um, So Gurk is still kind of overwhelmed, like I mentioned last episode. Um, with her scientific and mechanically inclined mind she's she understands the theory of what they're going through right now to an extent but also like it's not anything like what she expected also her mechanical inclination and scientific inclination to an extent consists of a lot of bubble gum and <laughs> duct tape so like she doesn't do the math because that's beyond her but she can like kind of figure it out so it's like it's like she's got the puzzle outline, but she doesn't have any of the insides, so she's like Bleh. so that's kind of where she's at right now.
1: Nice. Where's Corin at in his brain?
4: Uh Corin is kind of excited by the idea of potentially going to this uh oh, I used to spire thing, spindle, to the spindle. Uh Because, again, it wasn't like, you can't go. It's like, well, you'll probably show up at some point. And it doesn't seem like it's a bad thing if we show up and he likes being told that he's special. Um, Yes, that's exactly how that
1: conversation went down. Yeah, exactly.
4: Um, I think that he also is kind of like on the same lines of Katsu. Like, we've definitely jumped into a completely unknown environment. So it was like it has not been an easy start to their adventure, and this was what he expected to be kind of just like the in a portal out of portal kind of yeah. you know, trip. I was gonna. Uh, so he he's going to take off his his military cap and uh, fish some wire rim glasses out of his pocket and kind of plop down and. To look around and motion to the others to sit down. He doesn't really care if they do or not. He's Hey, how's everyone doing right now? <laughs> Does anyone even sit I... down? Or he's just like, he's sitting there by himself. Like
1: so That's <laughs> kind of funny because it's also like not really physical ground. So say, like, you're kind of you just like on? floating Where in a he's sitting position. On, like, yeah. <laughs> Roll in
3: the air and turn into cross legged and you're like floating by upside down and you're like, yeah how are you feeling
1: that's how i'm imagining it now that seems great yeah
3: that's what and then like the the more you know rainbow goes over your head like that's what i'm imagining right now uh
2: i would imagine that katu does not sit down but i think that his reaction might lean towards uh maybe similar to taven perhaps uh in that he would take it as almost like a literal question not thinking so much of the (laughs) the mental aspect and so he, he'll just still be standing there looking around and i am fine thank you does anyone have a suspicion of how to control this sphere we find ourselves in
1: you're not in a sphere
4: yeah, that we were in like a bubble. I think I kind of think more like avoided the... the rest of everything else. Everything kind of like swirling around us. Is that right?
1: It's you're just moving along within a like stream, and so there's not a because we kind I think we kind of talked about this a little bit last time too, um, but it's not like there's a sp- actual like encasing of stuff
2: around right. you.
1: It's just that like the space that you're in, you can only experience. You have, like, a sphere of experience, right, that is then blocked by lights and swirling and whatever stuff. Sure.
2: So, like, Katu is wondering if we can shift where our... So think of it like... Where the extent of our experience bubble ends.
1: Sure. Think of it as, like, being in a stream or something. Like, you know, if you're in a river where you can, like, swim to one side or you can swim to the other side. um, And it's not that, like... You're in a submarine in the stream. It's just that, like, you're in the water in the stream. So um, with that being what it is, I think still a fair question of, like, does anybody feel like... Because um, you were having problems moving around before, except I think Girk who figured out a way to maneuver all right with her intelligence check last episode. Uh, So that might be a little bit of meta or whatever stuff that we cut out. But, (laughs) Yeah. So maybe hop back in on whatever you want your question to be.
2: I, I mean, I think how to would ask. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah.
3: Yeah. Girk like jellyfish moves through the vortex.
4: As Rand is like cross-legged, kind of doing little <laughs> somersaults through the air, he's like, "I'm surrounded by." Idiots.
5: <laughs> <laughs> um.
1: So, yeah, so that kind of brings up a point that Girk has kind of figured out how to maneuver pretty well. Um, Girk, do you want to try to, like, convey that information to any of the rest of your party? I'm not really exactly sure, like, that would be a charisma check, maybe?
3: For the communication of how to To try to be like, hey,
1: I figured out how to, like, whatever. I think, in, in my mind, maybe what makes the most sense is... You're basically trying to communicate what you have learned. So for you, it seems like you should be making a charisma roll. Yeah. Um, And then for...
3: Oof, guys.
4: uh, I would argue charisma as well for interpretation. Yeah,
1: Yeah. I was going to say, I think for Katsu and Corin, you can maybe make an argument for if you want to do charisma, I think that makes sense. You could also do awareness,
3: maybe. Intelligence
1: or awareness could probably also make sense. So if you want to...
4: I feel like intelligence would be kind of like... You're figuring it out by observation and, like, is helping you determine it, where you're not taking instructions. I I think, yeah. Yeah, I, like I think
5: any of those
1: kind of, like, could make sense as, like. I don't like... know if
2: this would be better for you than charisma, but acrobatics? Could you make an argument that you would be showing us how to acrobatics do it?
3: Acrobatics is much better than, than <laughs> charisma. For reference, my charisma has a modifier of negative five.
1: <laughs> Ooh, pretty great. That's my arcane. (laughs) Well, why don't I do this then? Why don't you explain how you're going to try to teach them how to move through this thing and then using whichever stat you want to use for that.
3: I think... So she first sees the others kind of struggling to move in... Sorry, I'll get closer to the mic. She first sees people kind of struggling to move within the, the time bubble vortex thing. Stream yes um and she kind of tests out her movement again to make sure like she still got it and still get uh-huh um so then she kind of goes no guys you need to move your arms up and down kind of like this with a little bit of a wave and have you ever swam do we have a pool in the, the no. space
4: station <laughs> um, it wasn't on the map but there's a water treatment there facility
3: oh that's armed... where Girk learned to swim oh my gosh it makes <laughs> sense now just, just think about moving through physical space and really you're moving through lack of physical
2: but I move through
4: physical space by walking chicken, spaceship, soldier it's easy.
3: And she kind of <laughs> does the shapes again. Uh,
4: okay, well,
1: important baseline question for all of your characters. Gurk has established. Gurk knows how to swim. <laughs> Do you guys know how to swim?
2: I don't think Katu does. No.
3: You would be right. a rule follower that didn't swim in the water treatment plant, let's be honest.
2: I also I imagine that Katu being like a lizard folk type being like probably just doesn't like he doesn't have webbed feet or anything he's not amphibious so he's a land dweller yeah i think he has like fire
1: immunities too right so he like feasibly is from like a desert environment
2: he's He's adapted to the heat but not by going into water
1: (laughs) (laughs) i did not realize this was going to be our beach episode but here we are (laughs) teaching (laughs) so
4: Uh, yeah, Corin, I think Corrin...
1: There's a lot There's, of animes in uh, every beach episode. Every anime has a
4: beach filler.
3: I guess filler. that's true. It's just that Naruto is the most recent beach episode I've seen.
4: Uh, I, I would no. say Corrin does have... God, academia. They did have one. Some swimming experience uh, prior to Space Station. Nice.
1: All right, so make your... What stat are you using to teach people how to do this?
3: I mean, I would like to avoid charisma. I think I could make the argument for intelligence, but I think acrobatics probably makes the most sense because it's something that she's done before. So, so you're mostly a doing
1: a showing right. sort of learning experience. Of yes. Like, no, do this. No, this.
4: So
3: Move your arms yeah. that way.
1: Okay. Yes, yes, it.
4: all of them.
3: 15.
1: Cool. What are you using to interpret or learn? Uh,
4: naturally charisma. Understanding. Can, maybe can you understand maybe what slightly she's telepathic saying? charisma. Like, what are you actually thinking despite what you're saying? Uh, without any telepathic modifiers, 20. All right. <laughs> I think Katu is just using
2: charisma as well. Okay. Uh, so I got a 14.
1: All right. I think with all that, you guys uh, are successful in. Kind of like mitigating this penalty of negative movement in the space that um, that you've been having to deal with um,
4: in the in the time space thing. And Ren is like going around their little area. He's like, "Hey, I get it. Just go," and then flaps his arms with the flow.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, but what if our quarry is? In another
4: flow. Well. The naked people said that it was okay. And we get where we need to go. Don't worry about it man. Breathe in. Hold. And breathe out.
2: This is why I said. They were most. Unhelpful.
4: (laughs) (laughs) But that's also true.
5: (laughs) So uh. I kind of zoned out when you guys were talking to the naked people. I got distracted. (laughs) So, who are they? What's the point? What are we doing? We appear
2: to be in some sort of vortex of some energy that they are able to navigate but refused to
4: assist us
5: yeah that's pretty rude it is pretty magical I wonder if they were doing some sort of magic stuff
4: you know Tavin I think that really you need to look inside yourself to determine what you're doing who are mm. you I'm Tavin I appreciate I
5: like the I to blow stuff <laughs> up
4: <laughs> that's good Tavin that's good
5: and smash watermelons with my hammer.
4: Everybody likes a smash watermelon. I thought you were going
3: to say your thighs.
5: <laughs> I haven't tried that, but that is an excellent idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ring
4: kind Cab of pulls his glasses down for a moment and looks at Katrin and goes, But uh, Captain, what are we doing? I know, like, the ultimate plan is to get through time and space and whatnot and follow, uh, Dr. Yuvu, but, as you've mentioned, the the naked people were not exactly helpful in telling us how to get there, other than staying where we are and that we get there eventually. But it could be days, weeks, uh, years, perhaps. I don't know how long we've been in here at this point.
2: Is anyone hungry? Or thirsty?
5: Um, I'm always hungry.
2: Sorry. Seven. <laughs> Not the answer I was looking for. <laughs> uh,
1: was
6: that
4: an
1: GM question? Or was that an in-character
4: question? I, I was... Passing your time. You're measuring... Yeah, it, trying how, how to see...
2: Trying to see if right. we are experiencing the passage of time in a manner that would, you know, make us hungry and thirsty along a normal time scale-ish, depending on whether or not that even exists, but...
1: Yeah, I, that's a really good question idea, um,
2: You know, because whether or not it's one in the afternoon or not doesn't really matter, but if it's like, oh, we're starting to feel hungry, hours, so therefore we right. are, yeah... Like, we can try to track um, time, yeah.
6: Yeah, passage of see... time
2: that way. Because also, like, it gets to the idea of we don't know how long we're... If we don't know how long we've been in here, and we don't know how long we're going to be in here...
4: Your communist. I was going to have you, like, we make a win. check
1: on that, but I think I'm just going to reward smart player questioning with that. He's just trying to think... Th- stone. He's just trying yes. to, like, make
2: stone. sure...
5: He's oh, just trying to make sure that, back. like,
2: if we have provisions that we can you know, know how long they're going to last for.
5: Yeah.
1: And the answer is no, you don't feel like you're getting hungry or anything like that. Um, it hasn't necessarily been a super long time. Probably. Obviously you were unconscious for some amount of time, but you would also think that like being unconscious probably like took it out of you a little bit. And then you like fought a big snake at the, which turned into like this crazy, like temporal devourer thing. And like, you know, it's sort of one of the things where It's like, yeah, usually after a fight, like, you start to be like, okay, like, now I need to, like, replenish some energy. Um, and you feel like that hasn't necessarily happened. Um, and so you can kind of surmise, like, between what the it um, said and kind of, like, that concept, you're like, okay, we're... They kind of, like, somehow mentioned that we are... Continuing with the flow, but we're also like somehow outside the flow of time at the same time.
4: Does my relative compass point anywhere, or is it just going all over the place? I can explain what that is.
1: Yeah, do that, please.
4: Uh, small device has a screen and a few buttons. It can be calibrated to a specific point in space. Once calibrated, the screen will always show an arrow. Sorry, will show an arrow which always points towards the calibrated point, which would be or rana at this or uh the uh space station or rana uh
1: you calibrated it before you went through the portal
4: prior to and then you know obviously Uh, see if we're in the same realm essentially when we get out yeah so
1: as you do it right now it's like pretty much on the fritz and like can't seem to find uh you know connection to um connection to the original like source point um do you want to try to set a new point in here or do you want to still keep it connected to the original source point Uh, at the space base
4: he would like to try a count i don't know if there is a specific like ruling on how close a thing can be to be set or if it's like I can like mark a thing and be like that's my point I want to go to like for orienteering um yeah think of it
1: like a GPS marker or something where you could like drop a pin on Google Maps and then it would be oh, able the to point towards that so um I see what you're saying um you don't currently have visuals on the spindle Which is going to make it hard. Um, But you could, based on what you, like where you saw it to be before, based on how fast you think you're going, try to be like, I want my point to be 100 meters that way, 300 meters that way, whatever. Or you can set it at where you're at, like fairly easily.
4: Are we on one of the loopies coming to and from the spindle?
1: Yeah, what you saw okay. before was that you're so these big loops kind of like, from your perspective, they kind of like go out at the top and then sure. curl back around up in towards the bottom, and so you're kind of riding in on the bottom side of one of those loops coming up towards the spindle.
4: Okay. Um,
2: as it goes we're out. we're about to be blasted out of the Hot Wheels accelerator. Could be.
4: <laughs> yeah, I'll take an educated guess as to where the spindle is. And if I see the spindle again, I would like to recalibrate, but... Okay.
1: So as you're kind of, like, fiddling with it, playing around with it, um, are you... Do you say anything as you do that?
0: No.
2: Okay.
5: Um,
2: Katu would turn to Tavin for sure, and and be like, Tavin, I appreciate your thoughts on... Perhaps analyzing this place, time?
5: Yeah, it's pretty weird.
2: (laughs) Analyzing its magic, if you would be so kind.
1: Yeah, it's pretty weird. And he, like, sits down and, like, he kind of, you kind of, like, saw this before when he was trying to analyze the um, blue goo stuff um where he like kind of almost goes to like more like a meditative pose and kind of like pushes everything out um which obviously like normally he's pretty high energy and so it's kind of interesting to see him like sit down like deep breath a couple of times like big bull head like you know take a couple of big deep breaths um so he like sits down closes his eyes and he like
5: opens one eye and like looks over at uh Corin and is like Hey, let me know if you can get that thing to work. I'm a little bit curious about some of the properties of this place. I think it might be interesting. And then he, like, closes his eyes again. Um, you are
1: able to, like, set a point in the flow and, like, orienteer off of what you're setting in this area. Um, it just seemed like it couldn't connect to the original point on the space space. Um, okay. Uh somebody wanna roll uh arcane check for Tavin?
2: Go for it. Uh, I guess I will since I asked for it. <laughs> it probably a bad idea, but give him like a plus five
1: uh modifier.
2: Uh seventeen.
1: Okay. Um so he kinda sits there for a minute and he's like, Well,
5: it feels a lot like the stuff that was in that tank. It's pretty old. Kinda weird. But, I don't know, also seems really powerful. But it's not really like most of the other magic I've felt before. It's got kind of like a funky flavor, if you catch my drift. I don't know. Seems weird.
2: Thank you, Tavin.
5: So, uh, those naked guys. Or girls. Or whatever. I don't know. Are they, we think they're friends? Do we think they're enemies? If we see them, do we need to uh, attack them or like, what's the plan for that, Kevin?
2: They did not attack us. I think it best to conserve our resources if
4: possible.
5: Yeah, that seems smart. Hey, Gorn, did you read the minds?
4: Uh, yes, in my scientific opinion, I believe they're probably true neutral, as the uh, DSM would say.
5: The DSM? Yes. Yeah.
4: Nice. Defending Space Manual. Oh, sure, okay. <laughs> All right. On well. sciencey things is the, the subtitle. But. There's a lot. Just, the DSM is actually a series of books, How kind of Like an Encyclopedia. It's DSM with various subtitles. This is the DSM of science and things because the ones that he uses attention.
5: (laughs) (laughs) All
1: right. Um, Katsu, you, being that you've kind of like primed to be on the lookout, are um, kind of like watching and you notice that it's at first, you like can't really tell. it feels like something's just like a little bit off or a little bit different. You can't quite put your finger on it. Um, and then you realize it seems like the like various colors and streams that are kind of like flowing through the stream that you're in seems like they're like pulsating a little bit less frequently. you you're getting things that seem like they're moving like a little bit less like, fast and as you kind of like put that together you was like oh we're actually like slowing down um so you slow down a little bit um and uh you haven't really got like a good look um at the um like big structure again um corin did you tell other people about the spindle at all Because nobody else was aware of it. um, Or you didn't just, like, didn't come up, didn't bring it up.
4: Uh, He definitely didn't point anything out at the time. I thought that he did mention, hey, we're all going to go in the party swindle.
2: Um, Yeah, you... I thought... "Mm, I think that was still in telepathy though that you asked if you could
1: code. yeah but i
4: thought after that i mean
1: it... i don't necessarily care i just want to make sure we're all on the same page with like what you've shared so if you want to say yeah we've shared that with them when we like talked about it a little <laughs> bit on the way over great or if you're like no i think that like that's something i've just been kind of keeping to myself that's good too um just to make sure we're all
4: uh do any of the rest of us notice that we're slowing down or just him
1: mmm Katu is the one who's noticed it at this point. Um, have you said anything about slowing down?
2: Uh, I think I, I would say that this moment is like I have just noticed it. So probably haven't mentioned anything about it yet.
4: Great. Yeah, I... I unless it's been brought up, he probably hasn't really mentioned anything about it.
1: You're the only one who noticed it, so yeah. you're the only one who would bring yeah. it up. Okay, so... So far, just to, like, put the baseline... Uh, Corrin's the only one who, like, noticed, oh, in that big structure of, like, swirling time um, streams and stuff like that, there's actually, like, an additional dark gray stone structure. Um, Katu has just realized that, like, okay, we're kind of slowing down, so um,
2: what do you do? I think Katu would, upon making that connection, that, oh, the lights are pulsing less frequently feels like we're slowing down i think he would then comment you know everyone get ready be on the alert we seem to be slowing down perhaps we are nearing the end of this journey
4: corin i guess he pops up corin writes himself floating through the air and goes, ah, we must be at the big spindle thing we were told about. Kind of just like in the... Spindle? <laughs> yeah, like, oh, right. Um, the naked people said that this big spindle thing, we may or may not get to it, but it's probably okay if we're here. Which seemed like more or less an invitation as long as they're special. Like me, they say it, but I won't, I won't bore you with the details. Um, yes. This is the center of all the swirling, tiny petal things, uh, like what we're in currently. So I think it's like a bus stop. Or a city. Or something. If Dr.
2: Yuvu made it here, this could be problematic.
4: Yes, if this is in fact a space-time junction, he could go literally anywhere. We'd never know. Corn
1: says with a big smile, apparently, and <laughs> grin.
4: It's an exciting prospect. Jam.
3: <laughs>
4: okay. I will be more nude people. And he looks over at Tavin. <laughs> hmm.
1: Tavin's not nude. No. Oh. Tavin was
4: distracted. <laughs> she was <laughs> distracted. Kirk um.
3: starts wondering if she needs to take off her clothes. <laughs> Which nobody wants. Because she's a goblin. <laughs>
2: oh my god! I, I almost thought you were gonna say, Doctor "Just starts taking so, off her clothes." She's wondering,
4: <laughs> considering situations are not necessarily her forte. Oh my gosh. Quite
3: obvious by her negative five charisma. Um, but the comments by Corin are like, "Well, do I need to? No, I don't want to."
4: How strongly are you thinking those thoughts? <laughs> They're
3: just like light wonderings.
4: Oh okay. Probably, Captain. All right.
1: <laughs> so after some time passes, you've slowed down. Um, obviously, when it kind of opened up that first time, you realized you were going at considerable speeds. Um, but as Katsu noticed and then kind of conveyed that, you you slowed down quite a bit. Um, you move. Uh, you find yourself moving along the stream, and you see um, what appears to be. Um, kind of like an arch either like through um, the stream that you're in or like over the stream that you're in Um, so kind of thinking about that sensation of like if you're you know floating down a river and you see a bridge going over the stream Um, and kind of like as you see that you put together like oh I think we're like at a convergence of where many many of these are kind of like coming together And This bridge is made out of uh, a dark gray stone. It's kind of hard to tell whether this is like a naturally eroded landform or whether it's been constructed eons ago and has kind of weathered over time um, or whether just the surface of it is kind of a rough surface. Um, but running the surface of the stone are those same white runes that you saw on the disc that the exonets were um, piloting before. And they kind of like swirl across and like run across the surface and then fade out. Um, and then a couple minutes later, you'll see like another one go and then you'll see like two or three go across. And they kind of just um, kind of like write and rewrite themselves across the surface in this like glowing white uh, rune text. Um it kind of reminds you of like almost like a data transmission um, which you guys would probably be familiar with from like a futuristic technology uh, society. So you you kind of pass underneath that arch um, and then it seems like there's another one kind of coming up in the distance. Um, do you guys want to do anything kind of as you see it coming up or are you just taking it in stride, chilling?
4: Lauren's pretty was just like, well, we were told we might be here, so now we're here. What's going to happen?
3: Alex looked at you. But, oh. <laughs> um, Girk is keeping her clothes on. Um,
4: and Tommy wheel in the sky.
3: But, what?
4: And Tommy wheel in the sky.
3: A little bit. Like, it's, it's fitting. The sky
4: turning. Yeah, it's fitting.
3: <laughs> um, but she's kind of, like, looking around in awe at the... Uh, the, the situation that she finds herself in. Cool.
2: Uh, I think Kato would Kato would be maneuvering towards like the side of our region. Yeah. Um, and like be... Tr-
1: the edge of your
0: flow?
2: Yeah, be starting to... I think he'd be starting to try to figure out if there is a way to exit get off (laughs) pop out yeah i don't know cool what the right terminology would be
1: so you're kind of like navigating towards the edge um especially like like time goes off this stop
2: the spindle (laughs) next stop the spindle (laughs) next stop purgatory
1: (laughs) you're riding the time train Source stop the spindle. The, uh, the end of line. The spindle.
3: The Thor Rainbow Bridge, because that's where
1: my brain's at right now. Yeah, that's kind of a good way to like conceptualize what it looks like. Um, so you see this other bridge. It's kind of coming towards you, and as you get closer, you recognize that there is an exit atop it. Um, and uh, jump in if you want to do anything, but I'm gonna keep going until you guys say you want to do something. So. Um, he's getting a little bit closer and a little bit closer, and then you can kind of start to make out some more details, and, um, it's carrying a, another one of those spears that Nova had. Um, this exit appears to be shrouded in some sort of, like, a cloak or a blanket or something like that, and, uh, it's kind of standing on the side of the arch, um, more like parallel to the time stream that you are in, um, rather than, like... You know if you were on a bridge it would be standing like perpendicular over sure. you it's more like parallel um and kind of like looking up and down along the length of it towards you um how how far say at this point it's i mean you've basically come up upon it close enough to be able to start to make out like mm-hmm. these details um so i don't know 150 feet out still as you're approaching
4: uh, we when i that? get close enough uh likes would like to wave and telepathically reach out and say hello sir how is your day going
1: what's the range on your telepathy uh, doesn't, doesn't say so that single would be, target yeah
4: magic i suppose right. so like five thousand no <laughs> okay you look
1: that up you were gonna say something too uh
2: i was just gonna ask like do you, with this approaching figure, do we have a better sense of how fast we're moving at this point?
1: Um. Yeah, let's well, say like at this point you're moving at just like normal move speed. So, you know, if we were running this in rounds or something, you'd be moving 20 feet around. So 100, 100 feet. Okay. So you kind of um, are starting to move closer. Girk, was there anything that you wanted to do as this is happening? or are you good? No, I think I'm good. Okay. Um, so you kind of get closer and closer, and basically the net is just, like, standing pretty much still. Uh, I mean, you can see he's looking at you guys, um, but not doing anything, not gesturing, not waving.
4: I feel like we're about to be spearfished. You get to
1: <laughs> 100 feet out, and what do you say?
4: Hello, sir. How are you today? Is it a sir or is it a ma'am?
1: Uh It's a uh, sir. That one. <laughs> Is, is this the conversation that's happening yes. in his mind? Yeah. It's a sir.
4: Oh, no, no. The conversation is, hello, sir, how are you today?
1: I am good.
4: What are you doing with that spear?
1: This is for you.
4: Oh, well, excellent. Are you throwing it in or are you taking us out?
1: I, that depends.
4: we we'll help if we held hands.
1: The group of you or yes. you and I? Oh,
4: either whichever would be most helpful i suppose
1: i suppose if
6: you hold hands then that would be more convenient to keep you together
4: excellent i you know, the man with the spear sorry the naked man with the spear don't want to be confused
1: he's not naked
4: oh he's not he oh so he has a cloak, a cloak. that's right. right i remember that yeah <laughs> just,
3: just a cloak
1: it's like some sort of like fabric thing that is like wrapped around him. So oh, cloak, okay. blanket,
4: and like, just to uh, cave, toga. Nothing else. It's a towel. Got it. <laughs> right, yeah. Sorry. To clarify, the the not naked man with the cloak or with a spear. Uh, he says if we hold hands, he's going to get, get use the spear to do something. But the spear is for us, so we should hold hands. I, I think he's going to p- pull us out. Very I think good. Maybe. Perhaps. Anyways. holds out his hands. Sounds like
2: a painful way to exit.
4: Uh, I'm going to do down the brass tacks <laughs> and do a contested charisma roll to check the subject's motives.
1: Okay. So I roll a charisma check?
4: Yeah.
5: Okay.
3: I thought you were going to do a t- contested charisma roll to make us hold your hand. <laughs> Um, oh my gosh, that's
4: we should, we should actually do that too. Where I thought this was going, um, I was like, well, we I. will hold my
1: hand.
3: One is my hand.
1: What? I rolled a three, so I think what? you're going to beat it. Um,
4: <laughs> uh, and actually, so this is it's like a response thing. So my question will be uh, Are you going to do us harm with the spear?
6: I.
1: I am not here to harm you.
4: Okay. No, no, he's not here to harm us. I'm confident. We're fine. And then I... Are we does actually? anyone Do hold my hand? Do you
1: wish okay. to come out of the flow or remain in it?
4: I would like to come out. If my friends don't hold my hands, that's up to them. <laughs> uh, and then I come out and say... All right. Uh, he says, if you hold my hand, we can all get out together. If not, you might be left in the flow. Hand. So one hand is already given, given to Gherk. Yeah. He puts his hand out to whoever is to his left.
2: <laughs> Katsu will position himself on the on one of the ends of this chain.
4: To be fair, you can hold everyone's hand. Katsu is specifically... <laughs> that's true, you do have four hands. <laughs>
5: okay, that's fair.
4: <laughs>
2: um, Katsu wants to only use one hand though because he wants to have his own spear sort of at the ready as well as one of his uh, paralyzing grenades <laughs> so as you
1: get closer uh, you guys can make out a little bit more details on uh the spear it's more like a crooked staff than like a sharp pointy spear um which was a little bit hard to make out based on its shape from the distance but as you get closer you can uh, see that about it
2: um katsu will put his spear away but he will keep the paralyzing grenade <laughs> sort like sort of hidden in the hand nice. just in case <laughs>
1: um so uh yeah taven and storm also grab hands because it's what everybody's doing um so you get closer and he kind of lowers the um staff to you um And as you get closer, he kind of like paces around the, um, the bridge that he's on so that he is like head pointed directly into the flow and feet on the bridge. And he like holds the staff up. Um, and so as you pass under, you recognize you're, um, you know, about 10 feet from the bridge. And so between his, uh, like stature and the the staff that he has, you guys can like kind of grab onto that. Um. So he grabs onto that, pulls it. You guys all need to make a reflex check.
4: Uh, that was can cool. we get advantage <laughs> like on that? Because we knew that he was intending to pull us out. Oof. I'm going to re-roll. Mm. No, I don't think so. Okay. Is this a check to see if we respond fast enough to the grasp? No. Oh, okay.
3: I rolled a nine, but I used luck to re-roll. Okay. That was my re roll.
4: Okay.
1: Nine? Uh twelve. Twelve, okay. Thirteen. Thirteen. Okay, somebody roll for Oh here, I'll just do this real
4: quick. I'm sure it wasn't decadent. Okay. Uh
1: yeah. Uh or you can add, add your acrobatics modifier if you want to do acrobatics instead.
4: Thank you. (laughs) Fourteen. I'll take it.
1: (laughs) Okay, this doesn't change the results for literally anyone. So made me feel better. um, As you kind of like dislodge from the flow, um, gravity just like suddenly switches, and falling damage. uh, (laughs) Katsu, Korin, and Girk all fall to the now ground which is the bridge um and all kind of end up lumped in a pile storm and taven stick the landing based on their roles thank goodness
4: they're a minotaur and a yeah that probably worked (laughs) out
1: really well for all of you um so you kind of like tumble into a pile um you stand up and brush yourself off or whatever and the eggs in it um just kind of, like, walks off to the side. It starts, like, walking away.
4: Excuse me, sir. You're wearing clothes. Yes. Why?
1: It was insinuated that this would make you feel more comfortable. Interesting.
4: Well, very kind of you. But don't, don't change your customs for us. Uh, I'm, I'm always interested in learning about new cultures.
1: This egg's it, um walks away and he kind of like starts walking. So he's now more parallel to the flow again. And you guys realize kind of as you follow him that um, this structure kind of like has its own gravitational pull for lack of like a better, better like description. Um, and as you walk around it, like any way you walk towards the flow, away from the flow, you're always like kind of pulled down to um, this like weird structure so um, you walk around for a while and then uh, after a few moments you see there's another path that kind of connects to it and um, stretches off in a different direction and as you go kind of through some of these uh, different paths you recognize like oh these are kind of like big hexagonal loops and each loop basically has this massive time strand, like 30 or so feet in diameter, throwing, flowing kind of through the middle. And so there's kind of like this big honeycomb um, grid of this structure that um, you see Exonets walking along every once in a while. And mostly they just don't really, like, um, acknowledge you. Um, they, in fact, seem to be staring very intently at whatever strand they are closest to. Um, the whole place is very quiet, the only occasional sounds are the that, uh the footsteps that you're leaving and kind of the soft undercurrent of time passing by. Your exit continues to lead you around for a while. First you go up to another grid level and then down some stairs to another one, lower than where you started, and then finally you come upon a large hexangular prism, which kind of stretches to the left and to the right, you can see some corners where it kind of like turns back away from you, and then up and down pretty much as far as you can see. Um, Corin, you would recognize this to be probably like the main structure of the spindle that you yeah. had seen. I um, also
4: um, reattuned my uh, compass, relative compass to this area. Cool.
2: <laughs> Katsu would also like to whisper to Corin at some point as we're walking. You seem to have a special connection with these people. We will rely on your diplomatic skills. And sort of like, you know, to tell him he's like in charge for the time <laughs> being. <laughs> How quiet is this? He's trying to be, you know, as quiet as he can be while still having Corrin hear it.
1: Taven's uh, coming
2: He does not hear.
4: Uh, Corrin will telepathically respond You can count on me, Captain. He kinda of puffs up a little bit. He goes I am curious though, the um the previously naked individuals ran into on the magical uh flying disc thing that they were on, the vehicle of sorts. They said they were unsure if we would make it here, but based on the loops that appears that all the loops converge here, so perhaps there is a way for us to exit the stream that would deposit us elsewhere?
2: Or be attacked again?
4: Perhaps. Hmm. We what would have happened if we weren't fished out? We'll have to find out.
1: So at that point, the exit um, has led you up to this structure. And he kind of just stands to the side of a, uh, like, pointed arched door. Um, So it's set into this dark stone, uh, like a dark gray stone, similar to the, um...
4: Did you say gray stone?
2: Better not, better not. No, 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 it's dark gray stone. Dark gray
1: stone. It's the evil gray stone. It's the (laughs) evil gray (laughs) stone. Uh... a man. Okay, we're gonna stop here, and I'm gonna rewrite the entire rest of everything I had written. It's a way better idea than what we're I. Around had the
4: corner, and
3: like. bam!
1: You walk in, and it's a bar, and all the gray stones are there drinking at the counter, both glowing red eyes. Um, okay, so anyways, set
4: so, so, so into
1: the. Uh, Set into the stone itself are uh, two large wooden doors um, in kind of like a cathedral style uh, doorway. So there's um, kind of those like layers that set back into it, and then you have the door set in, and there's a couple of steps leading up to it. Um, big wrought iron handles and big black hinges on the side. And Zagsnit just kind of like stands to the
4: side. I'll say this out loud. Sir, where have you taken us?
6: This is the core of this place. Oh. Should we go in? (laughs) If you wish.
4: I suppose so. (laughs) Alright. Uh. Roger definitely
2: thinks to himself, this place has an interesting take on security. (laughs) (laughs) You're like flaws yeah, like, He does, like, doesn't say anything But he's just like This guy just led us to What he says is the core There doesn't seem to be like Armed
4: people anywhere says, I think we should go in It's okay They say I'm allowed to be here um, I am very I am, special I'm quite special after <laughs> all um, And the captain put me in charge For everyone else That did minute, minute I've heard that Oh
5: brother I mean, great.
4: Believe in me as I believe in you, okay? And he goes and opens the door. Oh, oh my gosh, oh the about okay. a sass.
5: <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough.
1: So, he'll follow you in. Everybody walks in? Yeah, I'll walk in. You walk in, and you find kind of like a short entry vestibule, so you can close the doors behind you, um, and then basically... Uh, It's just illuminated by um, some, like, white glowing lights that kind of swirl around. But other than that, basically, it's just an entryway, and there's another door leading in. But you do have some privacy if you need any privacy.
4: See? Perfectly safe. And then it goes and opens the next one. And then you
5: get a spike pit. (laughs) It's a dungeon. Uh, Awareness check.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You want to make an awareness check? I would like to make, it All right, make an awareness like check. It There's no spike pit. Yet. Because I was a fool and didn't make this the lair of the dark grey stones. <laughs> Sixteen. There is no spike pit. Um, yeah, it really just seems kind of like an entryway. Um, it really reminds you of like a cathedral. Um And so it seems kind of odd because there hasn't necessarily been anything, like, super religious, but, um, you know, as you think about it, the whole area has been, like, pretty quiet and pretty hushed, and um, the exonets that you've seen, other than the one kind of leading you, have all been obviously, like, pretty intent on their, like, observations and things like that, and so um, there's kind of just that, like, really, like, solemn, somber kind of, like, environment. Um, but there's nothing, like, really too crazy or weird going on other than kind of that uh, general
2: perception that you're getting. Uh, Katu will make a comment to the group in general and just say... Because it occurs to him that he should have asked the exit that led us here and missed the opportunity, and now he's, like, kicking himself um, about if there had been anyone else fished out of the streams. Um, so he will say, we should remember... To ask about other outsiders at appropriate opportunities.
4: We could probably just go back through that door. He's probably standing on the other side. Doesn't seem like he's got a lot of his hands. <laughs> <laughs> we,
2: will, we will move forward for now, but we should just keep it in mind. All
1: right, so you walk through, and as you go through the next set of doors, you find a large circular room with 30 to 40 exonets sitting in desks around the perimeter. Um, Next to each desk, there's a hole in the ground with a smaller and much more manageable flow of time than you've seen outside running upwards past the exonet, um, kind of coming from the floor flowing upwards through an extremely tall vaulted ceiling. Each of the exonets is watching their particular uh, flow very intently and they occasionally write something down in a large tome open on the desk with a thin gray stylus next to them. The exterior wall of this room is lined with identical books as high as the eye can see um, and at the center of the room on a raised dais is an exonet and a colorful afghan knitted of purple, green, blue, and red fabric hunched over a large podium carefully, slowly, and precisely writing as another exonet holds up one of their tomes for him to copy.
6: You've entered in the middle of a conversation, but you hear, You say Tempore has made a move. That is quite interesting indeed. Mm. We should keep special watch of that strand, then. Valos, he calls to another exonet, Has your strand had anything of particular note? Not since the storm broke up. Ah, uh, yes. I believe that you should pass that one off and take up... He looks to the other it for confirmation and says, uh, Take up strand H457RL30. At this,
1: he lifts his own stylus and writes something in the book. He finishes writing. His eyes... Uh, look over large gold-rimmed spectacles at whatever he's just written, seems to give a nod, uh, and then begins to blow on the ink for it to dry. <sighs> After a moment, he lifts a shaky hand to carefully place a ribbon to mark the page and shuts the enormous book. Uh, I want you all to make Uh, awareness check. (laughs) Fourteen.
2: Four.
4: four.
1: All right. Uh, with your fourteen, um, you just barely can make out on the surface of the book, a pocket watch, uh, illuminated in gold foil and, uh, beautiful, like illuminated manuscript. Um, do you guys do anything as they're kind of like having this conversation? You like open the door, step through, uh, kind of like all shuffle in and you're just standing there.
4: Does anyone seem to like notice us at all? Like,
1: um, as you come in, a few of the Exonets like look and see that you have come through the door, but nobody is like interacting with you, taking the initiative to say anything, do anything. Um, so like you're pretty aware that like, yeah, they know that we're here, but they also are not necessarily like doing anything at this point.
4: Clothed or unclothed?
1: Everybody is clothed in this room.
4: Interesting.
3: Sure. My character doesn't know anything about tempore. I said that right?
5: Yep. My brain Any went to Tempora.
3: No, they don't. But, like, so I don't think this conversation would have a significant impact Probably because not. Rachel, the character. Rachel, the character.
1: Wow. Rachel, the character. Meta. Rachel,
3: the player, is just like, oh, shoot. Um, but Gurk, the goblin, is just like, meh.
1: Cool. Uh, so they kind of, like, finish this conversation. And the older eggs in it um kind of like looks up at you having entered
4: uh corin is going to kind of start digging into his pack a little bit and nice. uh start walking forward slowly uh oh exalted i don't do you share the name of these things yet? I don't actually know that I did. Okay,
3: but I'm thinking it really hard because like it's an interesting word to her, so she just kind of keeps saying it over and over in her head.
1: I mean, if you think you would have like, mentioned I think or I probably it, I would that have. That's fine. Yeah, Obviously, we didn't play through literally every sentence that
4: was said. So Corin's going to walk forward kind of and say, "Oh, uh, most exalted exinent elder, uh, we come." peacefully, and with much curiosity and wonder at the beautiful uh, uh, establishment you have here. And I humbly offer these. And he presents a three-piece collector set of Cherished Times figurines, uh, which is one of his ten curio items that he has brought he, he feels the cherished time figurines um, would be appropriate for this setting. Great.
1: Um,
4: and he kind of like kneels down and like...
1: The
6: Exonet walks over and says, Ah, thank you. Thank you.
1: And he takes them and kind of like hands them off to another <laughs> Exonet who like comes up to whatever. And he like just like lifts him up and... or lifts up uh, Corrin and says
6: Ah, yes I have been told about you You are the one who
4: speaks our tongue And, then, and they're language, like, I dabble That is
6: fascinating <laughs> There are few mortals Who know the ancient tongue How did you learn it? I am curious
4: I just kind of thought about it And it happened I'm a bit of a gifted linguist. Um, I've been told I'm special. Hmm. Fascinating. Uh,
1: and he, like, puts out a finger to, like, touch your forehead, and he's like, may I? Of course. So mm-hmm. he, like, touches your forehead. It's
4: like, mind probing, not weird. Right. Go for it. <laughs> uh, and
1: he, like, you oh, can gosh. feel that connection happen, and it's like, he, like, obviously learns things and whatever, yeah. and he's like,
6: Ah, this is most interesting. Quite a incredible ability that you have, little one.
4: Is he saying this in their language or in common? Common. Okay. And, and he's like, speaking
1: out loud so everybody can hear also.
4: So he kind of like like doesn't move his head. He's like, uh, uh, right, he's I like, told you.
1: To take his finger back away. <laughs>
4: Uh, I'm sure you have many questions. Well, yes, I do. But, but first, mission first, always first. Uh, and he points at the captain. Yeah, points at the captain. Uh, you want to ask about Yuvu, sir.
2: Yes. Um, we seek the, the primary reason we are in your lovely place here is we seek a Dr. Yuvu. He showed by unauthorized example the means of accessing the flow you call it? We wish to return him to our place
4: for justice. He also tried to kill us, sir. <laughs> With laser robots. Yes.
6: <laughs> mm.
4: I see.
6: Well. It is not our place to divulge information about others, so I'm afraid I can't help you there. I cannot tell you where Yuvu has gone. I appreciate your commitment to keeping time as it should be, however, that is usually the job that we take on here as the exit. It does seem that lately there have been more incursions. I'm I'm told that you met, uh, one of the and you, uh,
1: kind of like get that flash in your mind of like some of those different pictures that you were getting before from the exonets, where they're like kind of like trying to like find the right word and it's like images instead of like actual language, um, and he
6: says devourer, and. This is unusual. It seems that there are big things happening, and perhaps as those who have found your way outside the flow, you are a part of it. How is that?
1: And he points out your foot?
3: (laughs) Interesting.
2: Does
1: my
6: foot... Make a
2: constitution (laughs) check. (laughs) I was gonna say, like, does it feel weird? Does it feel any different? It
1: definitely has been feeling weird since you've been in the
4: flow. Is his foot doing a Benjamin Button. Gonna have one baby foot. Let's <laughs> go with it. Uh,
2: Eleven.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean it's not like an immense pain at the moment, but it definitely has been hurting more and more recently. Um, and as you look down, uh, you notice that it's actually starting to, um, kind of like phase in some ways, like in and out of existence in spots, which doesn't seem great. Um,
2: Uh, so Katu will, I guess, reply, well, it's has not been the most comfortable, but that
6: is new. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you seem to have contracted some sort of time sickness.
3: Oh, gosh. If
6: you all guard
2: time, perhaps you all have already dealt with Dr. Yuvu, uh, we would be willing to accept a report that Dr. Yuvu has already been apprehended and return to our own time with your assistance willingly
6: you misunderstand we do not interfere with time we merely protect it from things outside though you have found your way outside the flow i do not believe that you are actually outside of time it is most interesting and unusual But you still seem to have a destination. We'd have not dealt with this doctor that you speak of.
4: Um, so I understand you protect time from things outside of time. Uh, is it all one big time, or are there lots of different times? Yes. Interesting. Why are some of you wearing clothes? Is it actually a thing that all the people that don't wear clothes have to stay out in the time streams because it makes people awkward?
3: <coughs> Sorry, I was going to try and say pause. <laughs> it's, just, I'm just, it's fine, whatever.
6: That is okay, young goblins. Kirk sneezes, it's fine. We were under the impression that you would be more comfortable if we were wearing
4: clothes. Well, that's very accommodating. I've never had an entire culture change their normal for me. Hmm.
6: Well, so when we leave,
4: are you all going to be naked again? Yes. Interesting. That's a beautiful afghan, by the way. Thank you.
6: My mother knitted it.
3: Isn't an afghan a blanket? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were complimenting his clothes.
4: Yeah, a beautiful afghan. He's wearing and a multicolored... Yeah.
3: Okay. It's like a shawl. You've yeah, like a shawl. right. Okay. Now I'm just wondering if you picked it up from the floor to make us more comfortable. Do you all have clothes that you just oh my keep gosh. on hand
4: for when people show up? <laughs> I was wondering.
6: <laughs> we don't keep them on hand for when people show up specifically, but... There have been occasions when it is important for us to wear clothes, yes.
4: Are there a lot of visitors like us? No. no. Are we the first? No. He's disappointed in that.
2: If you would like assistance in keeping visitors to a minimum, I can make some security recommendations for you all. <laughs>
6: <laughs> we are not op- opposed to the visitors per se, it just is most unusual that one finds itself outside the flow of time.
4: Why did the man with the hook pull us outside of time, or the flow?
6: You had asked about coming here, oh. so we decided that since you were already outside of time, it would not hurt things to answer some of your questions, perhaps. Interesting. We were also curious about how you made it out of time, but
4: mostly by accident, it seems.
6: That seems to be (laughs) the case.
4: Um, one last question. I know you can't tell us where Doctor Yuva has gone, or if he's come through, but. If we get to where we think we're going, regardless of where it's where we want it to be or not, are you able to get us back to where we started? Or give us a way to do that ourselves?
6: Are you asking if I am able to do so or if I will do so?
4: I suppose both in that order.
6: Yes, I am able to do so, but. It goes against company policy per se. after a fashion
4: huh. you're all very kind but less than helpful i hope you know that no offense by it it's, it's how we are sometimes but thank you
5: huh?
1: this has been the keys to the universe a dubious histories podcast